and welcome to the Listening Party Revelations podcast. I'm Suze. And I'm Trudy. This is a podcast centred around the social media phenomenon that is Tim's Twitter Listening Party. Each episode, we invite guests to share their experiences of attending or hosting listening parties. This episode, we are chatting with a singer-songwriter who will be hosting a Tim's Listening Party to celebrate the first anniversary of his debut album, Love and Chemicals. A big welcome to Daniel, otherwise known as Teenage Waitress. Hello. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi guys, nice to meet you too and thanks again for having me on. Yeah, pleasure. Please give us a brief introduction to yourself and your music. So uh, yeah, my name is Daniel Ash. I live in unsunny Southampton and my solo project is called Teenage Waitress. I released my first album last year, which was like a pretty huge thing for me. Wow. Long playing records have been an art form that I've been fascinated with since I was very young. Some of my most cherished memories as a kid, as a teenager, and well, to be fair, as an adult, are the times that I spent ripping off the shrink wrap and putting an album on and like living in that world for 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I guess, why it's why the listening parties connect with me so much. It's just I was, I've never, I've never been one of those people that skip tracks. You know, if I'm, if I'm listening to an album, I'm listening to an album. And yeah. 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 I'm not, not going to mess around with it. It's kind of been well, designed that way. And yeah. 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 Who or what inspired you to become a singer songwriter? So that's a, a really easy one to identify for me. David Bowie. Uh, the okay. answer. Uh, my parents took me to Madame Two Swords when I was four, and there was a David Bowie waxworks there in a display. <laughs> and I remember they played Space Oddity over the speakers. Oh. And the story goes from my parents that from that moment, I didn't shut up about him for the rest of my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that Christmas, my parents got me my first CD player. As it was the 90s, it was a ghetto blaster. And uh, I got Ziggy Stardust, got Low, and I also got the David Bowie album that had just been released, I think, a few months prior, which was called Outside. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me tell you, that is no (laughs) album for a five-year-old child. No, no. The music and the, there's pictures on the inside where he's like morphed his face onto characters and stuff, oh, and yeah. it's all yeah. about people being murdered and, and, and <laughs> as like as like a form of art. And yeah. I remember getting about five tracks in on Christmas Day and just bursting into tears, running into oh, my parents' oh. room. Oh, that's heavy. Scaring me. Me. Oh, no. <laughs> so to the extent that my dad had to hide it in the wardrobe, in his wardrobe, like <laughs> wrapped up in a dressing gown, so I wouldn't see it. And we wouldn't, oh, no. so they wouldn't break out of the CD and come for me in the night. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But um, despite scaring me witless, I was still like obsessed and basically collected yeah. all of the Bowie I could from that oh, moment amazing. on it. Yeah, it sounds weird saying it because, but I was never really like fussed on video games or toys or anything that all my friends yeah. were. It was always about like every Christmas or birthday. It was like, right, I need this Bowie album, I need this Bowie album, oh, like yeah. just just getting the collection together. Yeah, you were pretty uh, predictable then at your birthdays and Christmas. Your parents knew, yeah, knew very, just exactly what to get. Very very easy to buy for. Yeah, I got the same. I had the same thing with the Beatles, and also had the same thing with Paul Weller a few years later when I kind of got into those ah. guys and like yeah, like the Jam and the Style Council. But it all started with Bowie, and that was the one that yeah, Tunnel vision yeah. uh, i just had a ton of vision of music is kind of like what i care about from that moment yeah it all started at madame two swords yeah exactly have you been back since i don't think i have no i think it was a, i think as well that's e- even weirder as it was like a 
it wasn't a display that was there for a long time. I think it was oh, one of these. Not like, there anymore. I think it was called like the Rock Circus or something. I think it was there for a, yes. you know, oh, for yeah, a, yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. Where I just so happened to be there and see that, and that's oh. what yeah kicked it all off. Yeah. So, yeah. so I remember the Rock Circus. <laughs> I went there quite a few times actually. I loved it. Mm. Not oh, there anymore. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Pretty good influences though to start your music career from. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Lots to collect as well between Bowie, Beatles, yeah. Jam. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so many different styles with the Bowie thing as well like that's the thing I kind of yeah. I, th- I think that it's weird because like I never realized it at the time how many like how he was sort of genre hopping between albums I would yeah, just yeah. I would just think of it as David Bowie like is you know good music was either good or bad it wasn't I didn't sort of think of genres <laughs> and that's still very much where I am now and I, whenever someone always asks me like what genre is teenage waitress I never never know what to say because <laughs> no, no. I, I just kind of write and it kind of ends yeah. up how it ends up yeah tell us about the name teenage waitress Okay, so lots of my songs are like other people's stories lyrically and okay. are sort of sung from other people's point of view. Yeah. And I just had this vision of like an eavesdropping waitress as a bit of a framing device <laughs> for the stories. Oh, wow. so, so it's someone that's collecting the plates and hearing yeah. a bit of someone's day, then she goes back into the kitchen and comes back out. Here's another, you know, another story. This oh, yeah. this sort of like, I don't know, just a sort of connective tissue for the for the songs themselves. Yeah, that's great. Oh, cool. Thank you. And how did you discover Tim's Twitter listening party and what was the first party you attended? I think I first heard about Tim's Twitter listening parties through the Granddaddy listening yeah. party. Oh, uh, yeah. Who have always been one of my favourite bands. So when I heard they were doing one to celebrate their second album, The Software Slump, that was a real clear the diary thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was a great one. <laughs> yeah. It was a really good one to start as well. Like there were loads yeah. of like photos and like studio recording notes and pictures yeah. of this and that going up. So there were, I tell you as well, there's on the second song on that album, Hewlett's Daughter, there's a drum fill that, yeah. you know, from the first time I heard it, I thought that is the coolest drum fill I've ever heard in my life. Wow. And uh, funnily enough, when it got to that part of the album, both Tim and Jason from Granddaddy picked up on it and mentioned the drum fill, which oh. was like, wow. oh, wow, so <laughs> you get it too. It was this, yeah. this cool sort of moment. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, and from from then on in, I, I jumped into a bunch of uh, Tim's listening parties, which are utterly amazing. Like I, I really liked yeah. the yeah, yeah. I love the New Sky one. There was yeah. so 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 many little Easter eggs, and I, I remember he was, he was talking about. <laughs> Someone had said someone had said something in a conversation, and that ended yeah. up in a song later. Perfect. Just yeah. some really cool like stories of, of of how it all came to be. How did hosting your own party come about? Well, I'd noticed that it was coming up to the one year anniversary of yeah. my record being released. Um, I really did want to do something special, so I, I just thought on the off chance I'd drop Tim a line on Twitter to see if he fancied it. Amazingly, I got a reply back saying that he'd be up for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so after I sort of ran, yeah. So like after I ran around the house a bit screaming in celebration, <laughs> I, uh, I got back to Tim and said, "Yes, please. This would be wow. amazing." And then I think I think we went out for prosecco that night as well to proper celebrate. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but e- even weirder was we. So we were booked in to see Tim play Portsmouth. I think two days later. Like okay. Wow. After that. Yeah. So I, I ended up taking a vinyl copy with me just to, oh. you know, to say thank you. And, and because I kind of think that it works best as a two sided vinyl that the yes, album is yeah, like, yeah. I think that's the best format. It was kind of designed as like, a, like I say, I'm a proper geek when it comes to albums and like sequencing. It was kind of designed as like a, a two sided album rather than just yeah. something that you just dream all the way through front to back. So it was kind of right. cool to 
felt him that and sort of given the option of you know if you if you want to listen along on vinyl here you go and and you know thank you very much for for letting me do this yeah oh, yes yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to be to feel very grateful that that tim's up for it yeah. it's exciting how are your preparations going for your listening party yeah really well thanks the only thing is i wish we'd taken some more pictures of the recording sessions because it was uh. recorded in my bedroom. And then I took the recordings to my producer's bedroom and we <laughs> did it in his bedroom and then it was done. I mean, it won't, you know, if we had pictures, it wouldn't be a very rock and roll surrounding, you know, <laughs> a couple of cups of coffee and some, some old socks on the floor, not, not well. Abbey Road style, you know? Yeah. Well, you, you say that, but people would love it though. They would be like looking at little things, spotting little things in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is I've got one picture, so I'm just gonna have to choose oh. the time wisely to post that one, yeah. that one yeah. picture from the set, which I'm, I'm not even in. So maybe I'll Photoshop oh. myself in. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. You could you could yeah. you could actually take some pictures like now and, and, and yeah. say that they were done at the time. But. This is the same that's room ten idea. years later. Yeah. Well, one year later rather. <laughs> What are you most looking forward to about hosting a listening party? It'd be really cool just to have everyone together that's interested in the record and also to hear some new thoughts from people who are new to it. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to get it to some new ears and hopefully people will like what they hear. Um, as I say, it was kind of designed as an album, not just like a collection of songs or a collection of singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hope, hopefully, yeah, it feels like a bit of a journey for everyone checking in. Yeah. We better have a minute gap for flipping the vinyl in the party then. So that <laughs> oh, absolutely. <emphasizes> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure people will enjoy it. Though. We've both uh, listened and we, we yeah, love it. So yeah, sure. looking forward to the party. Oh, well. thank you. That's so kind. Thank you. Which track on the album are you most excited for people to hear for the first time at the party? Well, there's a song called Maniac on there, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. In my <laughs> head, and I always describe it to the audience, as it's kind of like, it's a bit like the Muppets from Hell is my description <laughs> of that one. Wow. It's, it's accordion-led and there's like oh, lots crazy. of kazoos and lots of oh, doo doo wow. doo in the backing vocals <laughs> but on top of these kind of like uh potentially quite sinister lyrics it's certainly one of the more bonkers ones on there so hopefully people <laughs> get a kick out of it it's yeah. definitely the one i kind of always want to know what people thought if i know they've yeah. heard the album so oh. like yeah, i'm excited oh. to get some, some uh, new listeners on that one yeah, yeah. well I'm, I'm sure people will tell you what they think what's the thing you most enjoy about attending parties well, like I said before, I'm a self-confessed music nerd, so I yeah. I absolutely adore getting to know an album in every way. Yeah, yeah. The whole journey of, you know, reading the sleeve notes, cover to cover, learning who produced it, who took the photographs. So for me, it's it's like an absolute goldmine. Yeah. And I know I'm, I'm not alone in it. I know there's so many people who are exactly the same. It's this kind of amazing magic of, of what goes into to making an album and yeah, yeah. there's there's albums like that David Bowie scary the one that scared the life out of me <laughs> yeah. uh, which I thought I'd sort of read every single bit of information on that one read all oh. the books you know googled it to the ends of the earth yeah and then all of a sudden you've got Bowie's piano man Mike Garson there yes yeah telling you about his experience fresh new information yeah track by track and you can ask him stuff and he's yeah. sharing pictures from the studio and not I mean not only that yeah and like not only that but you're sharing it this experience with with other people who are just as nuts about this album as you are yeah, yeah. or you know people yeah. who are you're falling in love with it for the first time I think it's yeah especially during lockdown it's kind of what yeah. us music lovers needed to kind of connect and enjoy something together as a community i think it's wonderful yes yeah yes. definitely unique yeah, things is. revealed during the parties that you wouldn't have heard anywhere else not just one album many many of them oh absolutely yeah do you have any new favorite bands or artists discovered at the parties 
Yeah, so I really like Zorked by Julia Chaparro, which was a fairly recent one. And I remember before the listening party, Tim mentioned a few times on Twitter that this was one to look out for. So uh, I made a mental note and, and was there for that one. And I just thought it just blew me away. Yeah, I've kind of I my day job involves making music, so I I find it hard these days to find the time to you know when you finish a day of like having your headphones on making music. Yeah, it's the last thing you really want to do is do that again. <laughs> uh, no, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll rephrase that. Actually, I'll rephrase that. Sorry, that doesn't sound so good. So, um, so my day job involves putting my headphones on and making music. Okay. eight hours a day wow. um and so I, I do find it hard to find the time you know when i've when my ears are ready to listen to something new yeah uh, so yeah. i find it hard to discover new artists and bands so that's why what tim's doing is so so crucial because I, uh-huh, I can still yes. i can still discover all these these new great records and obviously it's all on twitter and and you can replay the party so they never they're never gone you know if i finish work and i've got a headache one day i can always listen to it you know a week later it will always course, be there yeah. so yeah. it's a it's a it's a pretty magical thing yeah yes but that yeah. particular album yeah that was one of those where i was there and um and I was listening to it with everybody else live and I yeah, just instantly yeah. fell in love with it. And it was, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got these sort of super pretty melodies and these shoegazy yeah, yeah. fuzzy guitars, all the things that like I love. And a sim- similar thing with Soft Cell, you know, since Tim did that, that oh, yes, they, they yeah. were a band that passed me by when I was kind of get, going back in time, listening to older bands and stuff. I kind of yeah. never s- listened to too much Soft Cell, but from what everybody was saying on the listening party, I I, I knew that there was something I needed to to check out here. So um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I've listened to that a lot. Brown Bear. Yeah. Brown Bear was a really good album oh, as yeah. well. Um, oh, yeah, right. I yes. really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, like I say, it's kind of, it's kind of really good to, obviously tim's celebrating lots of albums that that i know and love already but to to introduce me to these things that maybe i wouldn't have come across uh you know myself yeah yeah so many so many new discoveries that we've all made that we never would have found before which replays would you recommend to someone new to tim's listening parties i would definitely recommend checking out the moon's pocket melodies listening party yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, the Moons are an amazing band. They're on the same label as me. Okay. And they're they're superb. They just write them the most utterly infectious pop gems. And they've recorded their album in Studio Two of Abbey Road, like the oh, magic wow. studio that the Beatles used. Yeah. Oh, incredible. So it's it's an absolute joy hearing them like recount the session and like uh, the magic they felt in the room. The songs are superb. I mean, every song yeah. sounds like it, it could be a single. But there's also like some brilliant photographs and memories shared. I think Paul Weller popped in to to do a few bits and, and wow. there's some great photos of him and, and the guys. And I, I don't know, it's like for an adult yeah. musician, it's like a Disney fairy tale getting to go and record your albums <laughs> oh, yeah. in the magic yeah, room at Abbey be, Road. Yeah. And they yeah, and they and they did it in a day as well, which is pretty nuts. You know, wow. it's like this kind of intense, we're gonna we're gonna record an album in the time that it takes to listen to it, this kind of <laughs> attitude, which is yeah. which is it's great. Crazy. It's really, really impressive because it sounds fantastic and the songs are amazing. Yeah. Definitely recommend checking it out, listening yeah. to the album and replaying the listening party because it's a delight. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. okay. 
Do you have any plans to go to any gigs by artists or bands featured? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually going to see Paul Weller in a few weeks, which I'm really oh, excited about. I, okay. I really loved his fat pop and onset uh, yeah. on sunset listening parties. Um, and yeah. there's also a couple of style council ones that are really good as well. I yeah. don't think there's been a jam one yet, has there? I was kind no. of I'm, I'm hoping there's a jam one eventually because like that again, they're records that I kind of grew up loving and like looking at every sleeve note and yeah, trying to work yeah. out what each lyric meant. So like <laughs> it would be great to have that kind of detail on, yeah. on, on a jam record. Well, yeah, uh, but also I'm going to go see the Flaming Lips as well next year. Oh, have you guys you. ever seen them? Oh, wow. No, not yet. No, no. Nope. <laughs> oh, you have to. It's like going to another planet for two wow. hours. You, you'll come home and oh. you just have to have a sit down and a strong cup of tea to come back down to reality. <laughs> it's incredible. I'll, I'll, pack, I'll pack my unicorn ready. <laughs> have you had any gig disasters, either as a performer or attending yourself? Yeah, quite a lot when performing, actually. Uh, I've had all sorts. Of, yeah. Uh, so when I was in one of my older bands, we played like an all day festival on yeah. the back of a truck oh. in a pub garden. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we, we were the last band on it about 10 p.m. And by the time mm. like we, it was our turn to play and we got our instruments out, so it was so dark outside. And I remember saying <laughs> to the landlord, yeah, so do we, do we put the lights on now? And he was like, what lights? Oh no! <laughs> we, we need some light. Like, I can't see a thing. Like, I don't know how to even get to the stage. It's that dark. Oh no! Oh, like, yeah, that's scary. You could even see the audience. So, uh, yeah, I think we were all using our phone lights to find our way up. Yes. To the wow! Stage. Really got to play oh, by a feel. Yeah, there were no lights. I remember looking down throughout the set, not seeing a thing, trying to play guitar without knowing what I was doing. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Dear. Not well, fun, but yeah, at least you didn't fall off. No one hurt themselves. Yeah, kind of feel if I got through that one, I could get through anything. I, yeah, I got yeah. through without seeing anything. What's the most rock star thing you've done that you can tell us about? Oh, well, I'd actually be very willing to bet that I'm the least rock star musician ever. Oh, I'm very much that guy that lets every car through at the junction and then wonders why I'm late to the gig oh. when I turn up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I suppose the um the last great rock star thing I did was going back to at school where we had a talent show at school and I'd just seen footage of the Who smashing up their instruments and thought wow. yeah I can I fancy a bit of that oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't do it but I kind of pretended to do it which I guess uh, is even oh, more pathetic isn't really it expensive and, uh, mistake. <laughs> I thought it would make me look as cool as the Who and spoiler alert mm. it didn't Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but I was young and we all do silly things when we're young. Yeah. Although actually saying that, saying that, a more recent example of, of my uh, rock and roll behaviour. Yeah. We played a gig once with someone who we were really looking forward to gigging with. And they yeah. were so rude to all of us for no reason. Like we kind of oh, just dear. got there and we're like, it was so weird. Oh. I just snuck into his dressing room when he wasn't there and took a banana yeah. out of his fruit Whoa. bowl just because I thought, oh no, some of that. <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I just had to have one up on him, you know. Um, but yeah. I, I got to stress, I'm I'm not normally that much of a live wire. But this person was was very rude to us, and he had it coming. Yeah. And, uh, and and did it. and did you did you eat the banana? Or did you just, just I did, yeah, yeah, I did with with pride and, <laughs> and left the skin behind. I hope. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to be fat, to be. <laughs> to be fair, he did have another three or four, and so you know. Oh. <laughs> I doubt we'd have missed it, but I just wanted to show him what happens when you mess with me. So yeah, there we go. Well, <laughs> it was conjure. a warning. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the flip side of that, what's your favourite non-rock star thing to do then? I mean, yeah, like I say, I, I, I'm pretty un-rock and roll, but I think to me, 
I'm in my happy place on a Sunday when I'm watching a come dine with me marathon napping on the sofa with like a constant stream of cups of tea <laughs> I think that's that's yeah that is definitely <laughs> my my happy place excellent what's your favorite revelation from a guest at a listening party I really enjoyed the Style Council's Our Favourite Shop listening party. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I think that added a lot of context to the material. Obviously, I wasn't alive when the album was released. Yeah. But I discovered it at about 16, 15, 16. And there was lots I didn't know with regard to the the social and political things that inspired the lyrics. Oh, yeah. But for such a a lyrically deep and politically charged album, it was interesting Mm. to hear how much of a great time they had making, making the music. I think Paul Weller actually tweeted and said that they'd just come off tour and they had all these ideas and it was this kind of blissful, creative time for them. Yeah. And they, they purposefully wanted the music to be pretty and uplifting so it would contrast with these heavy lyrics yes, about yes, some of the terrible did. things going on at the yeah. time. Yeah, so like that, that, was, that was an interesting uh, night. What's your most memorable listening party and why? I think, rather predictably, all the Bowie ones were huge for me. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fascinated by the kind of 90s Bowie era because that's obviously when I was around for it and, you know, the whole thing of getting the album on the day it came out or whatever. So, like, yeah. Earthling was a really good one. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. And, obviously, I think I think ours might have... Is ours 99 or 2000? Shame on me, I don't know. But around yeah, that point, there was hours and there was an hours one as well, which was great. Yeah, yeah. But I think outside is the one that was the holy grail for me. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was just so fascinated by this album and I had such a, a lofty relationship with it. Yeah. So for there to be like more information for, you know, about how it was made, it was it was done in such a nuts way. I think like, because they were, uh, Bowie was working with Eno again on that album. And oh, I think yes. what happened was, I think they they moved to the studio and I think the first couple of days they just decorated. (laughs) (laughs) They just like brought all like their paints and their brushes with them and they just like decorated the studio. And then uh, Brian Eno would give them character cards and like, this is your character for the day. I want you to play as if you're this character. And there'd be things like, you know, just things like embrace cliches or, you know, (laughs) Uh, play the notes that you that you've never been allowed to play before and oh, just like uh, really uh, quite oblique stuff but leads to some really interesting uh, avenues yeah, creatively yeah, it's yeah. A creative uh, thing to do. I loved I loved that yeah but I also loved the, the Tim Burgess ones uh, I loved the Weller ones the Moons yeah, one yeah, I mentioned yeah. earlier there's there, there's been so <laughs> many special ones I thought the Blondie one was great that was a really great way yep. to celebrate yeah. as well the milestone yep. was a really cool one it's getting much harder to choose now there's been so many yeah <laughs> Who would your dream listening party guest be? Ooh, so I've narrowed this down to two. Okay. Yep. So I'd love a Twin Peaks soundtrack listening party. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's with uh, Angel- Angelo Badlamanti and David Lynch. Yeah. Just because like David Lynch, uh, I even thank him on the back of my uh, record because oh. I think what he does with moods and storytelling, it yeah. definitely influences me just as yeah. much as, as the music that I love. Wow. Yeah. I just think, that, and I think the soundtrack and the score to that is just the most magical thing ever. It really, you know, if yeah. you're listening with headphones, it really does take you away yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, that would be else. so great. Let's hope that might happen. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. And I'd love to hear, there's a great bit on YouTube where it's only like a three, four minute clip where Angelo Badlamanti is talking about how they wrote it together. You know, David Lynch yeah. would be sat by him describing the scene and he'd be, mm. and Angelo would just be like improvising on the piano and oh. they'd have a tape recorder set up. And like, I just want to yeah. know more about that. I think yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Or the other one is 69 Love Songs by The Magnetic Fields, which is an, another okay. album that I just adore. But it's a three disc. So, you know, it would be, uh-huh. a, be a bit of something of a festival, I think. For <laughs> yeah, yes. 
<laughs> Start but, early. <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, that's a very, that kind of genre hops quite a lot. And there's loads okay. of different perspectives lyrically and sort of songs exploring like basically every kind of love song you could possibly think of. Okay. Wow. And it just covers so much ground and there's so many interesting instruments on it. Yeah, it's, it's a real experience listening to that. And I'd, I'd just love to know more about the sessions. So yeah, fingers crossed on that too. Yeah. Please sum up Tim's Twitter listening party in three words. I would go for celebrating perfect sound. Excellent. Yeah. And finally, if you could give us a track of your choice from a listening party you've attended for our Spotify playlist. Sure. So I'd like to pick something from the Moons album that I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just because I think there's such fantastic pop songs. Um, And I'll pick the song today uh, because it's actually the first track on the album. But it's a really good teaser for what to expect for the rest. Just really well written, well arranged pop songs. So yeah, check it out. And then when you've done that, check out the album because it's just as fun. (laughs) Perfect. We'll add that to the list. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much to Daniel, also known as Teenage Waitress, for joining us. We can't wait for your listening party and hopefully lots of people (laughs) enjoy the album. Thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight to come and chat to you guys. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's been nice to talk to you. Thank you for listening. We are Listening Party Revelations podcast. Please subscribe and follow our Twitter account at LPRPod. Bye. 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 Bye.